Okay, welcome to Dynasty Saturday Night 5. We are live here on Saturday night on the Going for Two Live YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast feed, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching us here on YouTube, either now, live, or later, please make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the little bell for the notifications, and maybe even give us a thumbs up and a comment on the video. I'm Brian Ford here with my co-host, Josh Walker. Josh, how you doing? doing great it's my favorite time of year i'm still doing football stuff but i'm starting my first baseball draft uh it's good to keep me from getting too caught up on football wearing myself out on it mm, but it also you. set me just about a week behind on watching all my tape and stuff so i gotta figure out how to do both but i'm happy baseball is about to start up yeah i never figured that out the more i got into dynasty and the more i did content it was just like mm-hmm. i just don't even pay attention to baseball really anymore and I don't play anymore, any more fantasy baseball. Last year, my brother texted me. He said, hey, you know, Pujols hit 699 and 700. And I texted him back like he's still in the league. So that's kind of where I was at with <laughs> with, with baseball. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's fair. I didn't realize he was on a team until halfway through the year either. So he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so just for folks who, who don't know, uh, with Saturday Night Five, we do a list of five – Sometimes five total, sometimes five each, just as a way to kind of talk about whatever dynasty topic we want to talk about. And tonight, we're talking about rookies and rookie ranks in, in particular. So, uh, goingfor2.com, the the website that we're that we're working with, uh, has posted the Superflex rookie rankings for myself, Josh, and Ryan Searfoss. You can go to goingfor2.com, go to the little rankings thing up up top. There's a drop down, go to uh, Superflex Rookies 2023, and you'll find the rankings there if you want to look at them and play along. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, what we wanted to do tonight was take a look at uh, some of the discrepancies, maybe, or debates, if you will, uh, uh, between our rankings and, you know, kind of suss them out and talk about them a little bit as a way to, to you know, uh, move forward with, with our with our rookie content. Uh, this off season, so um, that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. But before we get into sort of the nitty gritty of the players, Josh, how do you go about your um, ranking process? How, how are you evaluating uh, these guys, and are there any factors that that matter more than than another when you're making your rankings? Yeah, so it really depends on whether I shoot for upside or shoot for something safe. That just depends on where I'm at in the draft. Early on, I don't think I'm really going to look for someone who has a big bust ability just because he does have that chance of ups, uh, upside, which one of those is Quentin Johnson we'll talk about. Uh, but later on in the draft, like late second, third rounds, I'm looking for floor plays, honestly, and someone who I'm not going to take and he's just going to sit on my taxi squad and then I drop him at the end of the year. Uh, so it really just depends running backs. I look for, you know, guys in the like second round, I'm looking for guys who I know will be on the team and get plenty of carries kind of like guys like Roshan. Uh, and then receivers later rounds, I'm looking for upside 
even some backs like a cane. So it just really depends on where I'm at in the draft. Early, I'm looking for sa- or safety. Later on, I'll shoot for upside. Right on. Yeah, I don't know that I have that much of a, you know, early this and, and, and late that. You know, a lot of times in the third and fourth, I'm, I'm taking those upside swings because why not? You know, the yeah. cost is, is relatively cheap. I think if I'm in the, in the first half of the first round floor, you know, and then probably I'm a little more comfortable with ceiling up until maybe, I don't know, the, the, maybe the mid second, I don't know. And then it's kind of, then it's kind of a, a, a mix as far as like the way that I've ranked these guys, it doesn't show up on, on the website. Um, but I rank them uh, in tiers first and then rank them within uh, the tier. And so I'll, I'll bring that up as as we go through things. But, you know, for example, my first four tiers only cover um, 16 guys, right? But then my tier five is 17 through 34. So it's this huge swath of 17 guys that I think, you know, based on draft capital, landing spot, et cetera, you know, could go anywhere from, you know, late first to really, you know, uh, middle third, maybe, you know, depending on some of these things. Um, so that's what I was just about to ask if after the draft, if that's going to get split up, spread out a little more, not such a big tier based on landing spots and stuff. Yeah, it will for sure. Yeah. Not only will I shuffle the ranks, but the tiers I think will be, will be a little, a little different as well. And so that may factor into some of the, you know, discussion that we'll have now. As far yeah. as like, you know, what goes into taking a look at each guy, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit there and grind tape, if you will, as much as some other people do. I mean, I watch it. You kind of can't can't not watch at least a, a, a little bit of it. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many of them, you know, that I don't I don't necessarily watch like a lot of tape on 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 every guy. Um, what I do is I kind of aggregate all information from like all different types of sources. Yes, I watch tape. I also watch people who watch tape and I all watch people who watch tape in front of me and pause it and talk about what's going on on the tape. You know, yep. uh, I also will look at analytics, right. And the analytic profiles of the guys, I'll see what other folks, uh, you know, are saying. And, and I make this huge spreadsheet and yeah, I do take in, I mean, I know some people don't like to, to like take in other people's content. I do. I want as many oh, yeah. voices as possible, right? Especially because I don't watch Saturday football much. You know, so I have this huge spreadsheet then, mm-hmm. you know, and I have all this information and notes and, and rankings and, you know, this and that. And I kind of, for each person, it's, it's uh, I was using the, the word the other night on Dynasty Fever, it's a mosaic. It's a complete picture, right? And that then goes into the rankings, which I think, you know, for some people, they like a formula, you know, because I think it keeps them it, some guardrails on it and there, there won't be like biases in it and that sort of thing. But you'll hear me tonight say I ranked a guy here because like the NFL is going to see him a certain way. But then when I might talk about a guy like Jalen Hyatt, I'll say, yeah, you know, it sounds like the NFL is going to treat, you know, look at him a certain way. But I just hate the player. You know what I mean? So it just it's kind of a case by case basis for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's like the cleanest, neatest process that people like. You know, I know a lot of people like here's 10 traits and here's a grade on each and then boom. And then that, that's it. That's just not the way I do things. But, um, you know, that's that's just kind of how, how I go about it. It's it's the one it's the way that I'm, I'm sort of most comfortable 
looking at these things. But then again, as a teacher, uh, you know, I teach high school history. I don't like using a whole lot of rubrics either. Uh, I think they they box me in and, and the students just just look at things and want to check and want to check off things on the rubric and not learn. So I like to paint more of a holistic picture of things. And so I'm, I'm not really a, a formula model kind of guy. No, I agree with you. I think, honestly, it, maybe this is just me, but I think if you only do yours you're, and don't look at any other people and what they see, you're going to have biases that you don't realize you're having. Because this year what I did, I went and picked guys I liked and I didn't really find weaknesses for. And I looked up what other people found weaknesses. And then I translated that into tape because sometimes when I just like a guy, you know, it's like rose tinted glasses. I don't look at the things. I don't look that he can't pick up pass block. I just look at what he does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it really yeah. helped me looking at other people who watch a lot more tape than I have time to do and really take them in. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're doing an injustice if you don't. Well, I'm glad you're on the same page with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there, there are some people who, who would sort of look down on that kind of a process. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's pay the bills. Today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has it all. Leading uh, the industry in best ball leagues, tournaments. They have sports besides NFL, right? So if you're not quite in that whole it's best ball draft season, I better get started right now. Eh, you know, play some of the other major sports and scratch that itch for a while. Uh, if you sign up for Underdog uh, with the uh, discount code GF2, you will get a deposit match of up to $100. So go to underdog.com or the Underdog app. Sign up, use the code GF2, start playing, start winning, get that deposit match, and away we go. All right, time to talk about our Superflex rookie rankings uh, and sort of some discrepancies that we saw among them. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll kick this one off first. Uh, it's someone that in the last mock, that I don't think it's been published yet for going for two. We all you know, picked a slot. And I took Roshan second round, I think pick five. Mm-hmm. And that took you and I'm sure other people by surprise. Uh, but he's one of the people that I've actually dove into the tape because I was interested seeing some people hype him up and others just bury him. So I wanted to see for myself. I actually looked up his tape right after I did Bijan's because I was at the Texas games right there. Mm-hmm. And first of all, he's 6'2", 225. And I saw an article. He hit 22.6 miles per hour top speed, and that put him as one of the fastest players on Texas. And I think at 6'2", 225, I think that's going to translate really well. He's really good in the open field for someone his size, and he's very decisive, good one-cut runner, perfect for uh, like a zone read, zone offense type running scheme. And he's got pretty good hands on dump-offs. Like I don't know if he'll be out there running routes like McCaffrey or Barkley or some of these other guys do, but he can definitely catch a screen pass, take it off and run, given his ability in space. Um, and I really think he's one of the safer players to draft because he's good at breaking tackles. He's good at everything. He's got the size. And I think once the combine comes, he shows out. I think his uh, I think his stock's going to boost up a little bit, so I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve. And I think he's got one of the higher floors, even if he's in a committee in the pros. But I think he's also a very good three down back. And if it weren't for B. John Robinson, he'd be a household name for sure. All right. Um, and so where do you have him ranked? I have him ranked 16th overall, and you have okay. him 30th. And Ryan right. is even higher than me. Ryan has him 13th. So I, right. 
he's not here to defend himself, but I know Ryan at least agrees with muscle. Well. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I, I guess I, I have to say, I don't necessarily disagree with really anything that mm-hmm. you said. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he's, he's going to be a guy who's better NFL than college. Yep. Right. Simply Absolutely. because there's just not much, you know, on, on tape because he was Bijan's backup. Right. Uh, and, you know, there's something to be said for a guy who, you know, might have been able to transfer and, and you know, uh, get more playing time uh, and, and didn't. Right. Um, so for me, it's a matter of at this point, not just ranking a guy on how much I like the player, but incorporating all the factors, including the fact that he's not an early breakout, that he's a senior uh, and also, you know, NFL draft capital, what I expect the how I expect the NFL to see him. Do I think he'll he'll do well at the combine? Absolutely. Do I think he'll do so well at the combine that he's going to vault himself from the now expected fourth round, you know, early day two, you know, uh, I mean, early day three draft capital, uh, even fifth. Some people had him into the second or third round NFL draft day two. No, I don't think so. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I could see him rising for me within my ranks. Right. Uh, but. You know, I don't know that I'm that I'm getting him out of that tier of of you know after say like you know the 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 mid second or so, and even then I just with all the talent that's there, it's also a matter of well who am I going to put him ahead of, right? You know, and I just I just can't put him ahead of some guys that I have him behind, right? Like. You know, he's kind of clumped in with with a chain and, and Izzy for me. We'll talk about a chain a little bit, a little bit later. So, you know, I'm not vaulting him over Darnell Washington in a tight end premium. I'm not vaulting him over, you know, some pretty safe wide receivers like Mims and Parker Washington and Tillman. Right. Like I who am I going to put him above? Right. And as far as like my my running backs, you know, he's in a tier <clears throat> um, with of like running back seven to 13 for me right now. Right. So that's pretty clumped together tightly. You know, he's kind of in the middle of that tier Spears is at the top of it, you know, and Macintosh is at the bottom of it, but you know, like, I, I, I don't know, like, you, you know, who are some, who are some running backs that you have him ahead of that? A lot of us don't, I guess is the question. Yeah. Let's see. Like, do you have, so a- I have them. One spot ahead of Sean Tucker, I have him ahead of Tank Bigsby, who I think is limited due to not having speed. Tajay Spears, who I might move Tajay Spears up. Uh, I have him ahead of – how do you pronounce – I thought it was a Kane. A-Chain? A-Chain. Is that how you pronounce it? A-Chain? A-Chain. Okay. Yeah. I have him ahead of him. I have him ahead of Izzy. Uh, those are the guys I have him above, and that's not even close to me because I just – I think he's going to get vaulted up into at least the third round because he's a four-star recruit coming out of high school, so it's yeah. not like he's just someone who came out of nowhere. He's always right. had pretty good height. So I, I'm i just banking, honestly, on him showing out at the draft combine, running a really good 40, showing good strength, good agility. And yeah, if he I think doesn't, he's more, I'm moving down my rankings. I don't so. know that he's all that – like, like well, he, interestingly enough, he had um, – a really good elusive rating on, on PFF. He's actually first in the 23 class. Number two is Bijan actually. Um, and so I, 
I thought Bijan would be higher because that's his right. thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so and so people I think don't don't know how elusive he really is. Now again, that's kind of a PFF grade, right? Because some other folks who who watch who watch film say, eh, you know, he's he's a good straight line runner. He's you know Latavius Murray, so to speak, right? Um, and that's there's nothing really all that impressive uh, about no. that, you know. Uh, so I mean. Yeah, as with everything, you know, that we're going to talk about tonight, you know, the combine and draft capital will will determine a lot. But I just I see way more upside in guys like Tucker and Bigsby, you know, um, than mm-hmm. than I think you do. And there, I, yeah. I can't have him in that in the tier with with those guys. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's right. fair. And I do want to say all these people, there's only one person in this draft class who no matter what they do at the combine, I'm not moving them. That's uh, Bijan. So I if he you. doesn't yeah. show out at the combine, I'm I'm willing to move him down and just be like, well, I, what I thought was going to happen did not happen. So, I mean, there's guys I won't move because I won't double count, you know, like mm-hmm. 18 we know is going to run in the four threes. Okay, like Hyatt yeah. is going to burn, right? Like we know that. Yep. But um, Exactly. All right, so I get the first one that I'll, I'll ask you about is – uh, or maybe defend myself on. I don't know. Uh, it's QJ, Quentin Johnson. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, let's see. He's ranked seventh overall going for two. Ryan has him eight. You have him eight. I have him 13, right? So I have him in sort of that fourth tier of guys. I have him as my wide receiver four in tier two of the wide receiver. So I have JSN and Addison. And then I have Downs, QJ, and uh, Butte in, in that next tier of, of three to five. Um, I, I put him 13th overall, not just because of where he slots in among like the receivers, right. And the few guys I have ahead of him, Right. Uh, but two things, one, I have a clump of running backs that I mentioned before, uh, my running backs three to six, which are, um, Charbonnet tank Evans and Tucker that are in place right now. And I think depending on draft capital landing spot combine, that sort of thing, they're going to maybe differentiate a little bit more and a couple of them might slide down. So QJ might, yeah. might slide up a little bit for me. Right. My, my thing with QJ is I don't like him at cost, especially. Right. Which is another reason why I kind of am fading him a little bit because I'm not spending the one Oh seven, one Oh eight. Right. On a guy who is pretty raw. Right. Is, um, Super athletic, but has inconsistent hands and body catches. Needs to really work on his route running. Um, yep. Has has stuff on tape where you can see like the compete isn't there. You know, like the effort yep. isn't there. And I think that that gets reflected in his body positioning and letting smaller DBs, you know, um, uh, uh, get position on him that he shouldn't be be doing. Right. I mean, so to me, he's a huge boom bust. Right. Yep. And I think there's not as like I was wrong about Christian Watson as the as the late first boom bust, you know, athletic raw wide receiver last year. Um, but I but I think, you know, what what Matt Hicks pointed out to me in the disc in the rookie big board discord is that, you know, and I think I think he's right about this. It's a fair point. There's probably more room for Watson to grow because he was younger, I think, but also coming from a small school. And sort of, you know, there's more, there's more to work with, there's more to develop there. Whereas QJ, you know, he he had a chance in at a you know yeah. at, at in a P5 program to really to really show out, 
you know, and and I mean, yeah, Max Duggan's throwing him the ball, but go down the list of receivers that that we like. You know, Zay Flowers having a great quarterbacks, you know, like you know, no Boston College was terrible right, on offense. Right, you could name a bunch that that didn't yeah. have good quarterbacks, right? So, you know, for me, it's it's a boom bust thing with with QJ. It's it's a risk at that cost, and it's the stuff that I see that makes him the risk that I kind of don't like. I'm okay taking a safer guy like Downs, you know, even though I can get discount Downs as Marvin Mims later. I'm okay taking a safer guy like Addison, especially if he gets in the right landing spot where there's an alpha on the team. I'm okay with all those guys more than I'm okay rolling the dice on where, where where I have to take QJ at cost. And the thing is, he's not going to do poorly at the combine. So it's only going to, it's only going to increase the hype. Right. And I just, you know, the last thing I'll say is, you know, in in the national championship, when he got shut down, right. He was facing, um, what's his face? The, um, Ringo, right. On Georgia. And, you know, and he faced a big body corner, right. You know, and what happened? He got shut down, you know, you know, uh, he, so I, you know, I just, you know, I, honestly, obviously that's an oversimplistic take on one game, but like, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to worry about with QJ. So I'm, I'm out at cost. Yeah. Yeah, no, I honestly, me having him eight is me expecting probably not to get him in any rookie drafts because I saw a poll on Twitter and I'm actually looking for it now. It was saying, would you rather have JSN or Addison? And everyone in the comments was saying, I'd rather have Quentin Johnson over both of them. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. that was kind of crazy to me. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to find it so I can get it exactly. But I commented, I was like, these results are absolutely astounding. Because mm-hmm. like, I would take both of those over Quentin Johnson. And like you said, it was one game. But that one game against Ringo, he had a chance to c- compete against a good team. It didn't look like he even wanted to be there. Like he got bullied early on and just kind of gave up. And I think that's going to translate to the NFL when everyone's just as big as Keely Ringo and probably faster and better technique. So mm-hmm. I don't – it's going to be landing spot based on if I move him up. But if anything, I just see myself moving him down as the height keeps going. So I agree with you on that. I think the only reason I have him higher than you is because I'm lower on some of the running backs that you yeah. have higher mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, we'd be a lot closer. And I, I could be right with you. If those running backs show good and get good draft spots, I'll probably move them up a little. But I'm just a little higher on the receivers in this class. All right. Who do you want to take next? Uh, I'll go with – yeah, let's go with Devin A-Chain. Mm-hmm. And I want to start by saying I don't think he's going to be like the guy in the backfield. I think he's going to be a committee back. I think he's going to be a lot of – probably a receiving back, scat back type thing. But – I think in the way the NFL is going today, I think there is still value in that where you're getting him because you're getting a mid-second round, maybe early third. Uh, He's got a lead. He's probably one of the fastest players in college football, probably one of the fastest people in the draft. Uh, He was a track star, ran 100 yards in 10.14 seconds, which is like incredible. Yeah. yeah, Uh, He he shows good vision and uh, able to – he makes good runs. He averaged good yards per carry. I think it was around six, but – his size, you know, he's really small. He's not going to be able to run between the tackles great. But I think his speed, I think teams, depending on the landing spot, of course, will find ways to use him. And I think he'll be a game changer out of the backfield. Kind of like guys like Tutu Atwell and some of these other guys come in and have good games every once in a while. But I think he'll be used a lot more. Kind of like Naheem Hines type like that, but just faster. 
So I'm just banking on him being a solid PPR running back. And where he's going in the drafts, I'm taking him knowing that I think he's going to get plenty of receiving work, you know, some a decent amount of carries. But he's definitely not going to be the guy. I don't think he's a three-down back, so I do want to say that. But I still like him where he's going. And I think he's NFL teams will figure out ways to keep speed on the field. Right. I think okay, that's the only so- thing that kept guys like Miko Hardman on teams so long because he can't take the top off of defense. So. Yeah, so you have him at 23. I have him at 29. The gap isn't huge. Right. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it is uh, it is essentially, you know, uh, for you, theoretically, the end of the second and for me, sort of the middle of the third mm-hmm. um, size, size, size yep. with with a chain. Right. For, for me, like you can get away with 185 in in college. Right. And 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 he's probably underrated between the tackles and stuff like that. And you can get away with that in college. Right. Yep. But when you when you take the 185 or when you take that play strength and you and you translate it into the NFL, like I just he's a guy that I, I kind of am really scared of. And first of all, if he doesn't get day two capital, I'm just like I'm, I'm yep. probably off him completely. Absolutely. But all but it, but remember, if he goes in like the early second, say NFL, you have you have to remember that they're also baking into that his value as as a special teams right i think he was a kick yep. returner or a punt returner right so you know that's also gonna i think play into the pipe when people say oh he's picked like 38th or or whatever well okay fine right but he's also a kick returner and that's baked into to the real life draft capital so i mean when i when i take a look at, at him and where he's going and when i can take like a safe wide receiver or tight end like, uh, you know, say, I don't know, Kincaid or, um, you know, who do I have ahead of him as far as like a wide receiver goes? Like Rashi Rice, you know, Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt even, who I don't think is safe. But at that point, I'm willing to bet on that upside rather than betting on a 5'9", 185 running back in the NFL. Like, yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, could he, could he carve out some kind of Darren Sproles career? Yeah, sure. That's, that's like, what I was, I was just going to say like, that. But if that's yeah. his, but if if that's if his ceiling is Darren Sproles, then well, see, I don't, you know, Darren Sproles is a he's a really good player, but he didn't have top line speed like Kane has. He might True. be more quick, like lateral lateral quickness. He might be a little quicker, but he True. doesn't have that speed. And I think teams will figure out ways to get him on the field, throw him in the slot sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. just stretch the defense. So that's all. Yeah, if he like you said, if he falls out of the second round, I'm not. This is me banking on him going in the second. And I think what Pretty separates much. a guy like him from Gibbs is not only as much as we think right now, 15 pounds, but I think Gibbs is, is the, is that guy who already runs routes well and has very good hands. Yep. You know what I mean? He plays and bigger not, than his size too. I'm yeah. I'm not saying a chain yep. can't be a good receiver, but you know, when I look at a, a guy like Gibbs and how some people are like, ah, you know, I don't know. He's only five eleven, two hundred 200 pounds. Ugh. Like, wait a minute, this isn't a chain we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know. So right now, you know, I have 18 kind of um, in that tier of RB7 to 13. He's kind of in the middle of it, right above right above Roshan, sort of recognizing that, that the NFL will probably like him as a, as a round two or round three back and that yep. they love speed. But also, you know, I'm scared of the size, you know, you know. No, uh, yeah, that's, so. that's fair. Yeah. All right. Next one I'll go to is uh, let's see. Um, let's talk about, uh, 
somebody uh, a little off the beaten path here um, that, that uh, some of our, our folks listening or watching might not even um, know about. Uh, Jamie uh, saying that, that Gibbs played wide receiver in high school before he even moved to, to running back, which also I think explains a lot too about, about how we see Gibbs. I mean, Gibbs and Bijan, like they're, they're, they're route running and they're, and they're receiving their, you know, is, is like uh, wide receiver quality. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, so did Ryan Tannehill though. So <laughs> I Love was it. just saying, he played right. college wide receiver. <laughs> so uh, some folks might not know about Tanner McKee. Who's getting mm. some love, and I just don't see it, right? So he's ranked uh, 46 overall, going for two. Ryan doesn't even have him ranked. Uh, I have him <laughs> ranked 70th, which doesn't show up in, in the top 50 that I have on on, <laughs> on going for two. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see him on there when I looked. Yeah, <laughs> you <yours>. have <laughs> him ranked 42nd. Um, mm. So. I have him as overall 70 in tier eight in a, in a bunch of people that I, you know, I'm barely even going to look at. Um, he's my 10th rated quarterback in the fourth tier of quarterbacks. Um, he's big and he's. Accurate. Nah, that's well, you know what I mean? Like he's he big. That's like, he's, he's an older prospect who, who, you know, mm -hmm. who took a year to do like a religious thing. Uh, he's got no mobility. Um, I didn't know that. Know. I would have knocked him down a little bit. <laughs> Me too. Right? <laughs> uh, his his he people don't like his his uh, his throwing motion is still you know mm -hmm. slow. Um, uh, you know you see him not really feel the pocket well. You see him not be aware of of pressure. Um, you know I, I you know you see him struggle past his first read. I just don't get how people are saying he's going to be a second round NFL pick. Like I've been burned by Davis Mills at Stanford quarterback. <laughs> like, so maybe this is me a little biased, but uh, yeah, I just don't see the Tanner McKee love. I'm just like, I'm like dismissive of him as, as a prospect, but what am I not seeing? So this really comes into two major things. One, the quarterback position is not good in the NFL. I started some guys that I, didn't even know we're in the NFL this year in some of my super flex leagues. So it comes to that. And it also comes to what he does have is physical traits that you can't teach and you can't coach. He's got the size. He has pretty good arm strength. It's not elite. He has good ball placement, especially on middle like routes, middle of the field. And the fact that he's accurate and big, I think you can teach him how to be pocket presence. You can teach him some of this other stuff mechanics, but he is very much a system quarterback. You know, he's a pro-style quarterback. He's not mobile. But, I mean, and I'm not comparing the two, but neither is Mac Jones. So, on the right team, he could find a way to play. I think he's going to sit a, a year or two before. He's definitely a developmental player. But I think he has enough raw tools that on the right team, they could work with him. He could be a backup and probably fill in if someone gets hurt in a few right. years. And I, that's I'm, better than Stetson Bennett and some of these other old dudes who just lived on being on a good team. I don't know though. I don't know. I, I like. I like. I think I have him pretty much lumped in with Bennett anyway. But I have him know. two spots behind Bennett. And that's just because they won, and I think he's going to get drafted higher. Um, so. But you, he shouldn't be a second round pick though. Let me be clear. I don't have him like that at right. all. You're so. taking a clipboard quarterback though above above guys who you know you know you could swing for much better upside 
in in round three and four of of your rookie drafts. You know what I mean? By the way, the the update that you made didn't load in the my rankings page yet. Let me see if I refresh if it okay if it's still so, there. I think yeah, it's not showing me anything to publish. I did it twelve minutes ago, so it might not have kicked in yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um. So. So. Yeah. I mean. I, I guess that's that's where I'm seeing it. Is like at that point, and when we're talking about a quarterback who's going to get drafted, maybe I don't know fourth round tops, right? I just like he's kind of not even really on my board. Like he's somebody I'm. You know, maybe I'll pick up post rookie draft on, on the waivers. You know. Okay. Yeah. The update is loaded now, right? But you know, I mean. You have them ahead in, in your ranks here of Dontavian Wicks, Chris Rodriguez, Andre Yosivas, you know, Tucker Craft. You know, you know, I, I just these these are just guys that I'm like I'll take a swing on them in the third or fourth round of a rookie draft before I'm going to take a swing on a clipboard quarterback. But yeah. no, and it's probably on. I'm being trying to be transparent. It's probably me over addressing my biggest weakness in dynasty leagues last year. And that was the quarterback position mm. in the past. I'd been fine with three, two starters and one backup, mm. but this year was completely different. So I might be over adjusting, but I'm willing to take that risk and make sure I have plenty of quarterbacks on my team. All right. Tell me about the next guy that you want to argue about. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, uh, the one receiver I have. I'm going to go with Zay flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like him, but I also listening to a lot of other people show me the weaknesses. I'm, he's going to be the one that I definitely am the most watch the most and see draft capital, what team he goes to. But the good things about him, he's dynamic in the open field. Uh, he's really good at making people miss. He's I think that'll translate well to the slot in the uh, in the NFL. He did mostly play outside receiver, but that is in college, and the DBs are bigger, faster. So I don't think he's going to be as productive on the outside in the NFL, but I do think he'll translate very well to the slot. He has elite quickness and run after catchability. That should translate well to the NFL as well. Take a little slant, you know, take it 20, 30 yards as opposed to just not being able to make anyone miss getting tackled. And he's really good at balance in both route running, making cuts, stopping on a dime, especially finding the open spot in the zone. I think he'll be good at, and he's nimble along the sideline. So if he is on the outside, I think he's going to be really good. He's not going to be stepping out of bounds, not being able to catch the ball. So mm-hmm. I, it's really going to depend on draft capital, but I really like this. I like that he can play both outside and in the slot if he has to. Mm-hmm. So I, it's going to depend on where he lands. I think he's just really good with the ball in his hands, and I think teams will find a way to get him the ball. Right. Um, I don't I don't necessarily disagree, really, with any of that. Um, uh for folks listening or watching, um, he's ranked 13th uh, in our composite ranks. Ryan has him 16th. I have him 17th, and Josh has him 11th. Uh, I'm low man. I'm, I'm six spots below below Josh. Uh, you know, and to me, when you're saying 11, you're saying he's a guy I might be comfortable taking in the late first of a rookie draft. And I just can't do that. Um, he's 5'9". He's uh, an older prospect. Um, I think he's just getting helium coming off of, uh, the good – appearance at uh at the shrine bowl and 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 that sort of thing and once these these underclassmen enter the chat at the combine and stuff like that i don't think we're going to be as in love with zay flowers uh anymore right i think the idea that um the nfl might take him late first is possible but to me i think i think that would just hype him up a little bit more than i would want right 
I'm more comfortable with the upside of, you know, or the positional advantage of Michael Mayer or the um, explosiveness of Keishon Boutte at that price point, the upside of a high uh, draft capital running back. If one of the, if one of that clump of running backs that I have there gets, you know, good second round draft capital or something like that, I'm, I feel better at that than taking Zay than when I can take, you know, um, Marvin Mims later, you know, I, I know I keep, I keep saying him, uh, Parker Washington, <laughs> you know, Rasheed Rice, like I, you know, I'm, I'm okay passing on Zay at that price point, but you know, I just, uh, I just think, I think he's, he's a little over overrated. He's my wide receiver six um, at the top of tier three, you know, so it's not like I hate him, but you, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I can't, you know, I, He's in that tier of of that's you know he's at the top of that tier I talked about earlier of like seventeen to thirty four where you know th- these guys can go a lot of different ways and I just don't see myself clicking on him at where I think I'm going to need to to get him. Yeah, and I have him as wide receiver five, so I'm not that much further off than you. I do have downs higher than him, so I like mm-hmm. more. Uh, but yeah, I think it just comes down to I think some of those running backs can slide up there, and I have him ranked. I don't see unless he goes like early first round in a draft, which is not going to happen. He's going to stay there if not moved down. So I pretty much have him at his at the highest he's probably going to be. But I just I like him where we're at right now. All right, so I mentioned Parker Washington there. Let me let me go with him next. Twenty um, fifth overall on uh, going for two. Uh, Ryan has him fifteenth. Ryan's high on him. Uh, I have him twenty fifth. You have him down at thirty fifth. So that's a that's a ten spot. Uh, 10 spot difference uh, for me. He's um, um, like I said, overall 25, he's in that fifth tier of, of, of guys for me, like getting towards the, the bottom of it. I have him at wide receiver 11 in tier three of wide receivers. The, the tier that has Zay at the top, he's getting there towards the bottom. He's got pretty good size, right? He's, he's over 200 pounds. Uh, he's listed at five eleven, I think, or six foot, uh, depending on where you look. So, you know, not, not bad height. Um, He's approaching that, you know, quote unquote, alpha benchmark in, in analytics. Uh, he's a good route runner. He's got good hands. Uh, he's very good after the catch as a runner because he's got vision and he's got contact balance. Um, and he's a little bigger than the smalls in this draft, right? So we have like a few, like maybe true alpha type guys, and we got a lot of smalls. Hutchinson, I'm not Hutchinson, uh, who we'll talk about later, Washington, is kind of like, you know, he's, he's, bigger than the smalls and smaller than the bigs. Right. So um, I think, you know, when it, when I'm looking at, at a rookie draft and I'm saying, okay, am I going to take partial Parker Washington or am I going to take, um, uh, you know, uh, Jaden Reed or, you know, Rakeem Jarrett, I'm going to, I'm going to take Parker Washington. Right. Uh, am I going to take Parker Washington or am I going to take, let's see um, in my overall tiers here. Uh, am I going to take him or am I going to take, uh, you know, a chain whose size I don't like Izzy whose draft capital. Look, listen, I love Izzy. I don't trust his draft capital right now. It's fourth, yep. fifth, maybe. Right. Um, you know, am I going to take him over gray or McIntosh um, senior running backs whose draft capital? We don't know yet. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the receiver. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Parker Washington. So why, why are you 10 spots lower on Parker Washington? All right, so the main thing that I disagree with on Parker Washington is I don't think he's a great route runner. 
And I he said has good. Two. I didn't say good. no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay. <laughs> Even good. I don't know if he's good. I think he's average. But given that he's had little experience as an outside receiver and he mostly played slot, he doesn't separate very well. So I'm looking at a slot receiver who can't really separate. He doesn't really have the next gear to like catch the ball and outrun defenders. So I think he's fine, but I'm just, there's just nothing about him that excites me very well. Like you said, his size is just, it's just kind of in the middle. He just, he's kind of, he's, I don't want to say he's average. I just don't think he excels at one particular thing. He doesn't have a very big catch radius. Uh, he doesn't have super long arms or anything like that. And I just, I think, yeah, I think he has room to grow, but I'm just not that excited about him. I think really. the NFL is going to like that he does well over the middle, that he does well in traffic, mm-hmm. that he's got contact balance. Um, yeah, I, he does I have do. That. I do think he separates okay. You know, um, he's not an elite separator. You know, like some of these guys, but. Um, also something to remember is, and, and I know we talked about a lot of these guys play with bad quarterbacks, but you know, I mean, yeah, Sean Clifford, right? Like, you know, um, he's, when we're talking about bad quarterbacks, he's, he's, he's bad, right? Like we don't even really have him, you know, it, it, it on, on the radar really as an NFL draft prospect. So something to keep in mind as well, but what are who are some guys that you have ahead of Parker Washington that I have behind them? Like I, I guess guys right. I mentioned like Achin and Izzy. Yeah. And- All right, so I have Hutchinson ahead of him, and when you get to him, I'll talk about him more. I think he's got plenty of uh, more room than anybody else. We're going to talk about to move up. Oh, I love Hutchinson. But I have him one spot behind Hutchinson. I have him behind Dwayne McBride, behind Hooker, Eric Gray, Cedric Tillman, Darnell Washington, then McIntosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, so I have like, him behind yeah. all of those guys. Yeah. I don't think that's like completely unfair. McBride's probably the guy that stands out to me the most there. Again, mm-hmm. a, a guy I like, but I just think has, you know, limited appeal for for the NFL. But um, we we got to yeah, talk about Chase Brown sometime too. We didn't put him on the yeah. show sheet, but I have him yeah, fourteen spots below you, so we we need to talk about that. Oh at some wow. point. Yeah, yeah, we can do. I'm sure we'll do another rookie episode. <laughs> well, draft, we so. got months to argue. We about got time. This, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who do you want to do next? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do Sean Tucker next. And okay. when I first did my very first rookie rankings, I had him a lot higher than I have him now. But as I dove into the tape, watch what other people saw. I've lowered I've lowered him a little bit, and I'm not low on him i have him at 17 you have him 11 ryan has at 24 so going for two composite 16 so i think you're basically the high one on him Mm -hmm. and my main knocks on him are i don't see him being a consistent consistently able to run between the tackles and i think that limits you know the amount of carries he'll get he runs with a high pad level and he doesn't break tackles super well he's hesitant at the line of scrimmage and he sometimes struggles reading blocks which you don't need to do in the nfl uh, I don't see it. People are saying that like he's super fast, super athletic. I don't think it's going to translate as well to the NFL as other people think. I think he's fast for sure, but I don't, I don't think he's elusive enough and overall just has that top line speed to just really be a big playability every time he touches the ball. Like some people do. And I think just cause he's not super big, I think he's kind of similar to a chain, but just has a lot less speed. I think he might be a little bit better catching the ball but I still think he's going to be limited running between the tackles. And that might, I'm afraid it's going to carry him to a committee where he's not going to be the guy. He's going to be one A or one B. 
-hmm. And I think where he's going, I don't think that's going to – I don't think you're going to return much value where he's going. Okay. Well, this is difficult for me to have to defend Sean Tucker because I kind of don't like him or I don't love him (laughs) as much as some other people do. Um, He started out around RB3 for me, and he's down to RB6, right? So he is at the bottom of that tier of Charb, Tank, uh, Evans, and, and, and Tucker. So I'm already kind of below consensus on him, to tell you the truth. Uh, although I hear, you know, the NFL draft community isn't liking him uh, as much as we once thought. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I like, you know, his speed and do, but, but do want to see it at, at the combine, right? Because like, are you yep. fast versus like ACC players or are you fast, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I do, I do want to see that. Um, I, I do think he does have that athleticism. Uh, he is uh, uh, one of these high school track guys, you know, so that that mm-hmm. that might help, right? Uh, I, I do think he has some receiving chops. Um, not great, but he yep. was a big enough part of their receiving game that you'd like to see that, right? Um, and so he's he's as high as he is because he's an early declare. He has decent size. Like, he's between 205 and 210, depending on where you, where you see um the the measurements um and he's athletic and i think for now the nfl views him similarly to the way they view other guys in that tier and view him better than they view guys below him like for me spears izzy aching well i mean not aching uh spears izzy and um roshan and 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 guys like that um i think i think some of what we see you know as far as the the patience and looking weird on the field might be able to chalk up to Syracuse's offensive line being, you know, not very good. Uh, and, and, but, but yeah, no, there, there is definitely things that he's a little more raw than I yeah. expected him, him to be. Yeah. And, and so I, I do have concerns for me, the fact that he's 11 and not 17, I think speaks to that idea that I've got those four clumped together right now, those four running backs, because I can't differentiate among them one way or the other a lot. Yeah. Right. And I think once that that clump starts to break up, you you might see Tucker for me float down from eleven into the teens, and maybe somebody like Zay start to float up, right? Um, uh, but uh, but for now, uh, I, I think I have him in that bucket and of of, of guys that are like not Bijan and Gibbs, but not guys who I think have a lot more uncertainty, like Spears, Roshan, Izzy, guys like then you know Aching. So I think he's kind of right in that pocket for me, and and that's kind of why why I have him there. It's not easy for me to defend Sean Tucker. I'm not a big yeah. fan, um, but I, but yeah, I mean, I, well, I, that's kind of why I have him where he's at. Yeah. yeah, I just saw too many tapes of him getting through the line of scrimmage to the second level, and he only had one person to beat, and he just to make a big play, and he just wasn't able to do it. He just got tackled. Like he put a little juke move on, but it wasn't anything to shake a defender. And I just don't know if he has the elusiveness like that. To, to really break off big runs, even if he has the speed to do it. I think he's got um, elusiveness in the sense that he's really – he he loves the cutback way too much when he's running, right? And I think once he gets into that second level um, – He's trying to beat them with his speed. Um, 
So it's like he's in between. Like he doesn't yeah. know if he wants to run past them, run over them, or try and juke them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think <sighs> it looks like he has better jump cuts behind the line of scrimmage than he does yeah. when he's running full speed, yes. which is what you right. need to you need to shake yeah. safeties while you're running full speed to be yeah. able. So he's good at you know shifting his weight and yeah. hitting the hole, but once he gets past that, he's you know. I think he doesn't have the pure speed to beat the guys he thinks he can beat. Yep. Right. Because you do yeah. see him get caught when you want him to not get caught. Um, so, yeah, he's funky, right? I think he yeah. kind of de- needs he- to decide who he is and what he wants to be. And I think the NFL can help him do, do that. Yeah. But because he's so funky, it's it's kind of like he's at, he's at the bottom. That's all. I just didn't know how to rank him, so I just moved yeah. him back behind all the guys that were a little easier. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go look back at him more. I'm looking at my notes here on the positives and negatives and like, you know, okay. So, so if he goes and runs, uh, I don't know, uh, four, three, four, three, eight or a four, four, two, right. Or, you know, that's going to give him a pretty elite speed score based on his, his, what we think his height and weight are like, I mean, that's going to, that's going to pop the NFL's the NFL is going to like to see that. Right. And he had a 15.4% reception share in, in yeah. year three, which, you know, is very promising for a PPR PPR back. So I think he's yeah. got a lot to work with and that's kind of why I have him that high. Yeah. Because I think raw traits, I think he's got, maybe more to work with than some of the guys below him, but I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 I want to go back and watch him more. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it's dependent on where he goes, what type of coaches he have, what type of scheme he's in, or I'm really, all right, I'm going to shoot him back up if he runs like that, knowing that they're going to work with him. All right. Uh, let's talk about a tight end. So um, Dalton Kincaid, right? Um He's ranked uh, 22nd on uh, going for two. Ryan has him 21. I'm the high man at 19. You have him down at at 27. Um, So Daniel Jeremiah, I think, was talking about that, you know, he's he's mocking him into like the late first now. And that the NFL is like falling in love with with Dalton Kincaid. Um, I still have him technically as my tight end two uh, below Mayer. But that gap is is really closing for me. Um, I think the the draft capital advantage that Mayer might have, um, what's going to get baked into that is that he's safe, right? And that he's a more accomplished blocker than yep. Kincaid, right? So Kincaid for me overall is 19. He's in, he's in that big tier five. He's my tight end two at the top of, of that second tier. He's very athletic, possibly the best pass catching tight end in the class. Um, he's rising fast in the NFL draft communities. And I think if he gets on a team where they don't need him to block, you know, like say like he gets on the lions and they already have Brock Wright to block, you know, or something like that. Right. Uh, uh, in other words, he's, he's, he's on the smaller side, you know, for a tight end prospect, but He's built for the new NFL, right? That, you know, we'll split a tight end out wide in the slot and, and use a tight end basically in name only as, as, a, as, a, as a 
you know, a big wide receiver, I think he can play that role. One concern about him is the age and that he, his production came late. Um, he, was, he was two years in an FCS school at first. And the production came when the other Utah tight end, Quith, Quith something like that, was injured. Right. So those are all concerns about Kincaid. But when we're looking at, at, at tight ends and, 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 you know, the fact that a lot of them have a lot of blemishes and that, you know, the production is pretty low in college, I look at this guy and I say, why not Kincaid? Also, one last thing. I don't know if you built tight end premium assumptions into your rankings. I did. Right. So I don't know that we talked about that as a as a crew, really. So like if it wasn't tight end premium, I'd have him much closer to the 27 that, that you have. So. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my that's my case for 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 liking Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to tight end premium, I just assume a half point. Most leagues I'm in are more than that, but I figure half points better because it kind of straddles a line if it's not tight end premium or if it is. But even given the tight end premium, I have him where he's at. Just like you said, he was mostly a big slot receiver. And I think only a few teams really want that. I, I like Mayer a lot more just because I think he can do it all. He'll be on the field more because he'll be blocking. He'll not just be doing that. He'll be in the goal line more. And the one I look to is Kyle Pitts. Last year, Kyle Pitts' usage dropped down to 50%, 60% some games, and that's because they didn't have him in there blocking because he's not a good blocker. Uh, so I think he has the chance for that to happen. He'll miss out on snaps because he's not out there blocking. But also, I just see him kind of like Mike Gesicki type, and even he's inconsistent. I think it's very much going to depend on where he goes, who his coach is, and how they're going to use him. Mm-hmm. So if he goes to a good good offense that utilizes the tight end well, I'm going to bump him up a good bit because I do think he's up there with Mayer. I think Mayer has just as good of, as hands, but as far as route running, speed, and quickness, I think Kincaid definitely has the advantage. Yeah. So if he goes to a team that's going to use him right and I'm confident in that, then I'm definitely going to yeah. bump him up. But otherwise, I'm just going to leave him there afraid he's going to miss out on snaps due to not being able to block very well. Right on. Okay. Uh, Gator J checking in. Gator, we love you. Uh, saying good evening, fellas. Uh, thanks for, for hopping on and, and hopping in the chat. Uh, Josh, your next guy. Ooh, I'm on the last guy here. I think I am. Right. Yeah, oh, so I'm going to go with Tom. into the show? Yeah. We're having too much fun. Bonus. Bonus. We need to do Mims. We need, not that there's a big gap there. We need to do Chase Brown. Come on, bonus content. Bonus content. <laughs> I'll save that for a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Tajay Spears. Yeah, let's talk about and Spears. A lot of this is me not wanting to buy into the senior ball high, making that dude look absolutely ridiculous running a route. But I also think it'd be foolish not to bake that in. So I just really don't see him being a three down back. Uh, you know, he showed really good vision and good running ability, but I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL, especially the way teams are shifting to committees and having a first and second down back and bringing someone on for third down. Uh, he has a high pad level at times, and I think he's going to be relying on outside runs. So I think when he's in there, teams will start to prepare for that. Uh, he doesn't pass block well, and I just think he's going to be a complimentary back. Mm-hmm. And they're not saying there's not value in that. Teams are using receiving backs a lot more these days than they have. But until I see where he's going and know that he's going to be like the guy or 1A or 1B, I'm just going to be a little bit behind consensus. But I do think he has a lot of ability. He's really athletic, and he's really good catching the ball. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Spears is tough for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm the I liked him before it was cool thing. 
Yeah. Like I knew who he was because I play a little C to C before he even blew up in, in the bowl game against, against USC. Right. And so it is tough for me because I do like him. And then I do see this posting your bowl hype and I'm like, gosh, you know, now I'm one of the people that's hyping him up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an article about him. I'm going for two.com. Yeah. So, so, so yes, there is, there is hype, but for me, it's not all noise. Um, yeah. I love Spears, but I love him in context. Right, he's at the top of tier three for me. He's running back seven. Right, I have him ranked. Um, where do I have him ranked? Like eighteenth or nineteenth? Right, and you have him at. I have him eighteenth, and you have him at at, at twenty two. Oh, yeah. And and so does Ryan. So the gap isn't huge, and I don't have him up as like you know a late first round pick. I think he will settle back down into a into a late second round pick after. We get through the the combine and 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 of course uh, the the draft as well. But I I think he's got a real good chance to be a round three, yeah. Excuse me, day two pick in 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 the NFL. And I think he can be a three down back. But I think he can be a three down back in the way that Tony Pollard can be a three down back. Like he can be like Tony Pollard can be a three down pack. But I want Tony Pollard to have a bruiser on the team with him. You know what I mean? And I think that's the way that I see Spears as like Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift. They can be three down backs, but they're going to need a bruiser probably with them. I think he's got a well-rounded skill set of running and receiving, yep. as you said. Um, he's fast, but he's also very agile. Um, mm -hmm. He's very good with yards after contact too. Yep. Um, and he's scheme diverse. He played about 50% of his snaps in zone, 50% in gap. I did see him bounce uh, runs outside a little too much. I think maybe a little overconfident in that speed or a little bit underconfident in what was developing in front of him, you know, you know playing for two. Didn't trust his eyes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think people are, are, are overstating the, the pass pro, um, you know, uh, somebody who I really trust on, on this sort of thing um, that sees it much better on tape than I do um, says that he doesn't have like the strength, right. But he's got the willingness and the technique, right. Which is, more than a lot of these running backs have coming in. Yeah. Basically, like I joke that like when you're when you're doing your spreadsheet on rookie wide receivers, you can just paste in remains to be seen how he does against press coverage for all of them and then just delete the ones that, that doesn't apply to because that's easier. You can you can with running rookie running backs, you can put in needs to work on pass pro with all of them and then yeah. like delete the ones that are right. So I'm not like super concerned with that, but but I'm also like, but I'm not saying it's like it's nothing, right? Um, you know, he's he's not as well developed as as maybe you know a couple other prospects are with 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 pass pro there. So yeah. you know, well, like again, I like him a lot, but I'm not like saying he's he's you know RB four, right? I'm saying you know, yeah, if he can get late yeah. day two capital, I'll take him mid to late second round of my rookie draft as you yeah. know a, a guy who I think won't get 220 touches, but will be effective when he's on the field and be efficient. Last thing I'll say, I just saw a, a, a chart the other day that plotted um, yards after contact per attempt with yards per route run, right? And like on like the very good end of things, like the Travis Etienne in top college. Right. Like, like, yeah, the top right, like the quadrant you mm -hmm. want. Spears was there, right? So uh, just something to keep in mind. And he, and he is a senior, right? But at the same time, 
and he, his medicals will be important too, right? He, he, he busted his ACL in 2020, but like if his medicals are okay, I'm okay. Because for me, that's a guy who would have been an early declare, would have played three years and come out early if he didn't yep, blow that true. ACL. So, so, so like, I, it's a little different for me than a, than a normal, like senior prospect coming out. Yeah. So I like that Tony Pollard comp. My only drawback to players like that, they do rely on big plays to get the touchdown numbers because I think when they kind of like John Drew Swift, when they get close to the goal line, they're going to turn it over to the bigger guy. And that could hinder his touchdowns, but I think he's going to have no problem racking up yards in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Although I will say that Swift is being used poorly. Right? Oh, I, absolutely. I We'll never so, disagree with that. He's it's you know it's almost offensive the yeah. way he's being used. Right. Um, all right. I guess I'm on my last guy, right? Uh yep. and we'll go with my boy. Like this is like if there's a my guy in this class that I just love more than everybody else, uh, and there's very little reason for it, <laughs> it's Xavier Hutchinson, or aka Hutch, as I call him. We're 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 tight like that. Y'all I, are I close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's my it's my <laughs> nickname for him, right? So he's ranked 27th on going for two, 25th by Ryan, 22nd by me. I'm high man, and you have him all the way down at 34. Now, I will admit that I'm, I am significantly above consensus on Hutchinson, right? I see him going in mocks, and I look at his ADP, and it's like mid-third to early fourth, right? So for me to have him 22nd, you know, I get it, right? I'm, I'm high on him. Um, he's... Uh, in, in that big tier five of 17 to 34, he's my wide receiver eight in, in tier three, sort of the third guy down. We got Flowers, Rushy Rice, and, and, and Hutchinson. For me, he's a well-rounded, safe prospect. He's got good hands. He separates. He, does, he runs his routes well. Um, I have a feeling that NFL front offices are going to look at him, and he's going to be a riser. They're going to say he's, he's a guy we can plug in. He knows how to play football. He's been a big part of an offense with poor quarterback play. Uh, and they're going to react to that, the lack of bigger guys in the class, in a class full of smalls. And I think he's going to start to float up. As long as he doesn't completely shit the bed at the combine, I think he's going to be a riser. And he may not rise to where I have him, but he's gonna, he's, I think he's going to rise relative to where he is now. Because I think the NFL is going to say, that's Jacoby Myers. That's Keenan Allen, right? That's a guy that we're going to like pepper with targets. And for us in fantasy, that's PPR, right? And, yep. and, and so I'm excited uh, about Hutch, but, I'm, but it's like he's the type of guy I get excited for because he's safe. I'm risk averse, right? So I'm excited about the high floor here, right? And if I can get Xavier Hutchinson early third round of a rookie draft, my pants are get tight because I know <laughs> that he's he he doesn't really have bust in him, right? He's he's a guy that he I can plug in as my wide receiver three or four on my team, start him in a bye week, right? When somebody else is hurt or something too, and I'm fine with Xavier Hutchinson. So I you know I I, I, I like you know that that and maybe that maybe that's a guy what I, what I was saying before how like. Some it's a mosaic. There's like some guys I'll say the I'll say the NFL view of him matters more, like Roshan, um, and some guys less, like A Chain. Right? This guy is it, it, with Hutch. It's the floor. The safety is carrying him, and not the ceiling. Where I might I might say the ceiling is carrying another guy that 
that I'll rank. So, so why so low with my boy Hutch? Okay, so honestly, the main reason is before about 20 minutes before the show, because I've been really busy lately, I haven't gotten to watching his tape yet. I saw okay. he did a write-up, and I haven't read that either. So the only reason I have him down here is because I haven't gotten to him yet. But from what I did watch, I watched a quick little five-minute tape of a few. I'm seeing some Michael Thomas in his, like, okay. as a player comp. And I hate Michael Thomas because he's for the Saints and he kills the Falcons, but he's a really <laughs> good NFL player. Yeah, I can and see that. At first, at first, my knock on him was he's not athletic and he can't get open, but he gets open with his savvy, smarts, knowing, knowing the zone. And I think that's something that's very hard to teach. And I think the fact that he has that already puts him up with like guys like Keenan Allen, who's he's not going to run past any cornerbacks, but he's constantly getting six to ten receptions every game, especially on third downs, and he's a quarterback's best friend. I kind of see that kind of happening uh, with Hutchinson. So I'm definitely going to move him up. I probably won't move him up as high as you, but it'll definitely be between 25 and 28 probably uh, once I actually dive into the tape. But I do like him, and I think he's going to be, like you said, one of the safer bets, and I do like that, especially actually, in, like you said, the third round. Um, can't guard Mike is in the comps that I have besides uh, Myers and Keenan yep. Allen for for Hutch here uh, on, on the going for two website when i was writing up the prospect See, i don't know if i'd put him as keenan allen because i don't think he's as good of a route runner as keenan allen as far as like having a full route tree but i think he can get there because he's like you said he's a rookie six three i think he's well, gonna be he, really good he came in a hair over like he's like he's he's a hair under six two he he the senior bowl measurements were below his listed iowa state height so you know but uh, i was looking at that okay yeah he's, i was looking he's, at the iowa yeah. state mm-hmm. yeah but still you know yeah. I, I like him more than my ranking says, and I'm going to have to adjust that here in the All next right. few days. Speaking of uh, adjusting, based on our conversation tonight, let's see if there's anybody that we'd be willing to uh, adjust. Did the other person convince us? I'd say that I'm open to uh, maybe sliding Kincaid down um, just because there's just other – higher ceiling guys I have ranked around him. Yeah. And I'm probably open to bumping Roshan up a bit because I want to like him more. I want to yeah. rank him more. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm as high on him as you are. I think, I think he has more limitations, I think than, than, than you, mm-hmm. than you do, but you know, I'd have to, I'd have to vault him over um, 18 Izzy, you know, to get him into that. And I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm I'm open minded. Anything that you're willing to uh, reconsider? Yeah, I'm willing to reconsider. Definitely Hutchinson, especially hearing how high you are. I'm going to read the ride up you did on going for two. I have that planned for tomorrow. Uh, definitely move him up a little bit, and probably honestly move McKee back some. I realize I was a little overzealous in all my quarterback rankings, so I'll probably move Hooker and Stetson Bennett back a little bit too. Uh, honestly, Will Levis as well. I have him at 12. I'm going to bump him down in the 20s because I don't like him. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know that I would bump him down that low because, like, you have to think about, you know. Draft yeah. capital. He's going to go first draft round. Cap, right, like, yeah. He, like, and and what he's going to cost in a rookie draft and that kind of thing. Like So, like, you know, I don't know that I would bump him down that low. But, um, but yeah, I think I have him at 16, right, which – you know, and some people are pulling yeah. them off at like 105, 106 in rookie drafts now. So, hell no. Like, I'll take I'm, Richardson at the seven. 
But yeah. Richardson has complete raw upside that typically like Justin Fields, he's not quite as good a thrower, but yeah. I'll take a shot on guys like him. But Will Levis just he's literally Mayo. And Will Levis is three months older ish than Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. Right. And and you know, and so oh, he's yeah. like you know what I mean? Like not only old yeah. as a prospect, but he's got a lot to unlearn. Like Lawrence, like was always a better prospect, right? But you know, he's two years into the NFL messing with NFL defenses. And here comes Will Levis putting mayo in his coffee and eating a banana with the with the with the peel on, going, Hello guys, <laughs> you know, let me throw an interception. <laughs> you know, and, and like I, I just don't get it, man. I just I just don't get it. Um Will, so yeah, Jamie's uh, a lot of people are making this comp of Will Levis as a it's, as a val- Listen, Josh Allen's art that's still hyping him up too much. Is an yeah. outlier, right? If you want somebody with Josh Allen's ceiling in this draft, and even higher, maybe especially on the rush side, it's Anthony Richardson. Oh yeah, and I don't love Richardson, but nah. you know if if you're if you're asking me at current cost, do I want Richardson or Will Levis? I'll take Richardson 100 Easy. times out of 100. Yep. Yeah, so. I can't wait for the leagues where I uh, kind of tempted to draft Levis, knowing that guys like him later, and then try and trade him for Anthony Richardson after the draft and all that stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah for- if I, ha- if I, I don't think I'll ever draft Levis in rookie drafts, but if I do, I'm going to try and trade him for Anthony Richardson. I think I could picture myself taking Levis. Um, one, one time I actually did take him already. I took him in the psycho draft with uh, Tom and the full tilt guys where the rookies yep. are mixed in. For me, it was an embrace the chaos pick, right? Like, okay. you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I think my quarterbacks were, um, gosh, who were they? Uh, Dak and, and somebody else. And I said, you know, let me take Levis as my QB three, embrace the chaos, right? Just because I'm going to do that, right? But like, as far as like a regular draft, when I'm in like a rookie draft, say I'm sitting there at 105, 106, right? Levis got top 10 capital in the in real life. I'm going to try to trade out to somebody because I think oh, yeah. somebody wants Levis, Absolutely. right? But if I can't, I'll take Levis and then flip them later on for something I like better to, to a believer, right? Uh, Mr. Scampers, you know, I don't know. Listen, I don't know if you're trying to make fun of me for liking Davis Mills too much <laughs> for, for a year and a half. But the I but you know flipping flipping just take uh, Tanner McKee Levis for for Davis Mills on I think I need to sprinkle a little bit more on the Mills for 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 Levis than that but but thank you for checking in Mr. Scampers um our favorite listener who has the name of a cat so um right. <laughs> let's land the plane here uh and <laughs> and 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 wrap things up so uh please make sure you subscribe rate yep. and review if you're listening to the going for two live audio feed. If you're here on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe, like, turn on those notifications, make some comments. We love you, so please love us. Time for plugs, plugs, plugs. Josh, where can we find you and your work? Yeah, you can find me contemplating moving CJ Stroud over Bryce Young on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. Uh, I'm actually getting back into writing some articles for Going for Two, finally get my mental health and motivation back on track. So I'm going to hopefully be doing that over the off season. Uh, and yeah, I'll have rankings, hopefully some off-season articles. I'm going to do a few rookie write-ups that I stole from Brian. So yeah, you can find it all at goingfor2.com. You can find us in the Discord. We actually have our own channel now. So if you join the Going for Two Discord, just join and ask us questions. Mm-hmm. And you or can tell find us we're that, stupid. That's fine yeah. too. Well, I mean, no, don't tell us that. Like, 
I'm sensitive. Yeah, I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, please make sure uh, that you go to yeah, when you go to the the goingfor2.com. That's where you'll see the little purple thing uh, for the Discord. That's also where you'll see uh, the rookie profiles that that uh, Josh mentioned. Um, He's going to be doing Roshan and who was the other one that you Macintosh and Josh Downs. Right on. Okay. I'm going to be. All right. And uh, I've done a, a few already. Uh, I just Marvin Mims just posted today. I've done Hutch, Rice, Spears, Charbonnet, Darnell Washington. That might be it. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I'm. Oh, Bigsby. I, I worked on. I worked on Tank Bigsby. So. I don't. I forget who I'm doing next, but I think Dwayne McBride is the guy I'm doing next. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, go for, going for two.com. You can see it there. It's the off season now, so I'm going to be writing a lot more. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at ffjunkie underscore. My dynasty rankings and my rookie rankings are on going for two.com, just like Josh's. Uh, you can you know take a look there and then roast us uh, in the Discord on Twitter and elsewhere. But no, actually, don't roast us because you know we're good people. You know, yeah. you can give us cool feedback, but do it politely. None of that smug nonsense that. Is way too much smugness in the in the fantasy <laughs> space these days, right? Josh, Absolutely. anything else for the for the crowd? Yeah, uh, go Irish, go Braves. Uh, I'm ready for baseball season to mix in with some football, so I'm not just getting bored with rookies for, for months and months and yeah, months. I hear you, man. So, I hear yeah, you. yeah. Well, we got we got free agency coming up, you know, so that'll That's break true. it up a bit. Yeah, I'm excited to see the running backs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We probably have to do a show on that once that happens. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you next time.